Welcome to the Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us. And it's available now wherever you get your books. Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Rhythm of Us. We have an exciting part two with two people that we love so much, Nathan and Christy Knuckles. Yay! <laughs> part one was so wonderful. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one yet, make sure that you go back and listen all the way through that one. It was so good. And we're so excited to dive into part two of our conversation with the Knuckles today as we dive into Christy's brand new project that we have just come to love and adore and have on repeat in our house. It's called This Is The Hour. You know what's great is when you hear an album or you fall in love with songs, you don't always get to hear the story behind it. And so today, Christy and Nathan are going to kind of share, going to give us behind the scenes of how some of these songs came into being, the inspiration behind it, and how God kind of inspired them to write them and put them out into the world. So with that being said, part one was good. Part two is just as good. Get ready, guys. Here is Christy and Nathan. Let's talk about this brand new project you guys have done. It is awesome. Every time I come around the corner, Jenny's like, did you hear this? Oh, this is so good. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And so, in our home. So let's talk about like the inspiration of it, the season of it. Like what kind of brought on this new project and why'd you do it? What, what are you seeing God do through it? Well, we had actually waited a really unusually long time to release music. And so we released a lullaby album um, like four years before we started writing this album. And four years is just kind of a long time. It's usually more like a, you know, two and a half years is pretty long still. And so um, we, you know, I was doing other things and um, he was doing other things, but we had both declared, you know, okay, I think it's time, you know, we need to like release music into the world. And, but right around that time, that was in 21 and 2021 ended up being a lot harder for me even than 2020 was. And I had a, a lot of uh, physical ailment stuff that was happening to me that was very confusing that we were trying to figure out. And a lot of times would just um, have me, you know, pretty anxious because a lot of times I would have symptoms that would be like, if this is happening to you, you need to go to the ER right now. And so we would just kind of talk through it. I would be like, what do I do? Of course, I was like, you know, in contact with doctors and stuff. People were checking them out. They couldn't figure anything out. And so um, my mom also has, you know, as y'all know, been she's been going through cancer and um, both of them have had health problems, but um, my parents, but at the end of 21, I think I also was just really grieving. When I look back on it now, I was grieving where we are as a world and uh, where we are as the church and how that was affecting our lives, how it was affecting our children's lives, like how they were coming home and asking questions that I never thought we would be, you know, having to address. And I just, I didn't really understand what I was going through then. I thought it was like, um, you know, desperation and anger and like, um, just disillusionment, but really I understand it now to be grief and how important it is to, to name grief and know what is happening to you. And, you know, kind of like addressing that with others, but also with God. And so one night, um, long story short, I ended up on the porch, maybe just a year ago now, everyone was out doing something. I was by myself and 
I just started to open my mouth, you know, to the Lord and realize that um, as I was talking to him, you know, I'd been praying and, you know, reading scripture during that season, but I realized that I wasn't truly like, I wasn't surrendered. And as I started talking to God, I realized like, okay, I have anger and I'm grieving these things. And I feel like quitting everything. In fact, I've been telling him, my friends laugh at me, but I was like, should I like get my real estate, you know, license? Like, um, my friends are like, Chrissy, you could never be a realtor. Um, but, uh, but just like, what could I do? You know, like something else. I was literally like, can we just sell the house? I want to go small. I want to like, just go small and quiet and, I'm tired and I'm mad. And I was going through all of this and I finally just lifted my voice to the Lord. It was like the Psalms that night. I never really like cried out like that before, even just sort of like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) I remember saying that to him, like literally like, what do you want me to do? And before I could even get that question out, I heard like in my heart of hearts, like he just said this, like this right here, is what I want you to do. And I'm your father, you're my daughter. And he's like, you know, the books and the music and all that's great. But if you're asking what I want you to do, like, this is what I want you to do. And, and so it was really like a homecoming. And even in that moment, the only way I know how to describe it is like, I saw him see me, like the God who sees saw me. And I was just like held in this place of like, Oh yeah, (laughs) this is who you are. And two nights later we were on the road. I was in a hotel and I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear a song, the downbeat of a song. Like I heard myself singing it, just the word home. And I woke up, uh, we had the girls with us. uh, We were all in one hotel room and, and I just took my phone and kind of like by the light of my phone, just literally like jotted out almost all the lyrics, like just all the way through the song. And that's really never happened to me as a songwriter. And I woke up the next morning and I told Nathan, I said, I think God gave me the melody that makes me want to sing again. And that's um, helping me not quit. <laughs> and um, we walked straight over to this little coffee shop called Valor um, in Alpharetta. And the Lord was like, and there's a song called Valor, you know, and so it was just like that morning he was just speaking to me. And, you know, a few months later, like, as I was just realizing that that homecoming on the porch was the birth of the content that he had, um, I was thinking about that word content and I'd never noticed that it's the same like spelling as content Mm -hmm. and how the content will come when we are content in his heart, you know, content with just being at home with who he is. And so that was the beginnings. And um, just that reminder of the Lord saying, you got to keep coming home to my heart. I'm the greatest content creator there is. And I have all this for you, but you can't do it by yourself. And I'm here. And so it was just this beautiful beginning. And then we went backwards. There were just some songs that I had started actually back in like 19 and 2019 and 2020 that he reminded me of. And so it was a little bit of pulling back to these ones he, you know, kind of had started in me a few years back. And then we kind of went forward with a lot of new. And so 
sorry, I meant to be like long story short, and that was like short story long. No, <laughs> I love it so much. I just want yeah. to see your neighbors drive by while you're on the front porch, just <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I have to say to you that like, <laughs> um, uh, the dogs, our little dachshunds, were out there with me, and at the end of the night, when it was actually the sun started going down. I just, I started to sing and I, I just sang out to the Lord. I was bawling and singing and yelling and the whole nine yards. And as I sang out, um, all the coyotes, like in, in the 12 acres, just, I mean, like, oh, like and then the dogs, their, their ears just went like all the way back. They were like, we were all just like, oh my gosh. You sing inside now? That's yeah, it's nice. really Oh, that's awesome. That is so beautiful. And I want to hang for just a minute on something you said, Christy, because I think it's so key. And I want to make sure that people hear what you're saying, because really, it's a moment of surrender. And I've heard multiple people say this in my life lately, and I'm just paying attention, that there's a breakthrough that happens in that moment when you were able to say, Lord, if you don't lift this, I still love you. And Mm -hmm. I'm not giving up, even if all that I'm asking for doesn't happen, even if none of these, I'm asking you to heal, you heal, even if this stays the same, I still choose you. I'm still coming home to you. Can you talk about that moment a little bit more and Mm -hmm. kind of the breakthrough that happened in that moment? Yeah. I remember just, you know, kind of as I was held in that moment of like, I said, you know, the God who sees, he saw me and you know, at that point I was like, I don't know what's happening with, with my body. I don't know. Like if, if, is this the end? Like, you know, I didn't know, but there's something freeing even just in that of getting to that place of going, like, I I literally said like, okay, well, if like, I'm going to see you soon. I'm like, I'm glad we had this talk. You know, (laughs) I literally said that to him. And then that was when it came out of my mouth of just like, okay, like if you don't, if you don't lift this, I love you. I, I choose you. And you're right. I think, you know, this record is called This is the Hour. And I think that is part of what the hour is for, as far as for the church, even like there's something just like you said, there's something in it, you know, even just for our good. And like, even when I think about this is the hour, I think about sort of an hour of reckoning or like a moment of truth, a, a, a time where something needs to be decided. And I think for me in that moment, and I think even just for the church collectively, we're in a moment where just nothing looks like what we thought. And I think a lot of us are just longing for just life to be okay again. And that's just a, you know, it's, it's instinct, you know, cause it goes back to the garden. It's like, we have that in us that we want life to be whole and good. And that's how we were made. And, you know, I think right now is we're, you know, all encountering, I mean, like you said, you're hearing that story over and over. It's just like, we're all encountering, encountering adversity. And I think when, Um, you know, we're in that place of just like, okay, this isn't changing. Like the circumstances are what they are and I can't, you know, control this. And I think that you're right. It is that um, place of just absolute surrender. And even just, I love how John Eldridge says it. It's like, you're the true end of all things, Jesus, including my life. And I really do think it is like that, you know, just loving not our lives to a place of going, okay, Lord, I just, I choose to literally like that it's it's enough to love you and to be loved in this moment as your kid. And that's just, I think, a fundamental place of like um, where God can go like, okay, like 
I feel like I can move in you and through you if you get that, you know what I mean? Um, so there's just, and that's what I mean by there's something in it for us that's really beautiful, even though that is like um, gut-wrenchingly hard to like come to that place. So yeah. that, that's so good. I love that. I think that's just something that God is just really working in us right now as well. And, and I've heard from so many others. So yeah. I just want to make sure people hear that, that trust. Mm-hmm. It's just so huge. Um, I want to dive into a couple more of the stories behind some of these songs that are I know are so significant. We can't go through every single one, but, but I <laughs> to ask about a couple of them. So one of my favorites, when you sent me the album, I literally, like when I listened to As For Me, I could not listen without crying. I could not. And when that choir jumps in at the end, every single time still, like it just like, tears immediately so chris is wondering one how you did that were how you guys the choir did you stack that choir no. and i want to hear the story behind that song um and the heart behind it well let's get to the more important question which is no the, the producer right. no it's like someone cares yeah. no it was basically uh our niece adeline and her fiance clay noah and me and Christy. Nice. Yeah. No, it's just us singing. Yeah. Nice and then song. we kind of do it like uh, we'll record it once okay. and then we'll play it back and we'll record it again and then we'll record it again and then again. I think we did it like six times. So there you was all that stacking. We're yeah. stacking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next time you're in a recording studio, say, hey, man, uh, can I stack that, please? Can I stack that? Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, you can. You never yeah, you really get a to record <laughs> ever. So. Yeah, but it was just all done at our house, in our That's cool. studio garage. Yeah, and I mean, even just, there's so many different ways even that you can do that. And I mean, you could get like a gospel choir to come in. You could, you know, get like a just a bunch of friends from your church, you know, like 25 people. And so we just, it, it's all of that stuff is just, you know, very planned out, but also a lot of like trial and error and like, mm-hmm. just, so it's not so overwhelmingly huge, but also just for, you know, we want it like, maybe it's a little like smaller. It just sounds like you're in a room with your friends or so. Yeah. It's, yeah. he, he yeah. plays with all those different things, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun to kind of go like, what does that need to sound like, you know, mm-hmm. and just yeah. making sure it gets right. But yeah, that, um, this obviously that song is from Psalm two. Um, I'll never forget just, you know, reading through it again. I mean, I'd read Psalm one and two so many times, but just for whatever reason, it just stuck out to me that it says, um, you know, all of this stuff is, is happening, you know, nations are raging and like they're conspiring against the Lord's anointed. And, and then it says, but the Lord sits in the heavens and he laughs and he says, as for me, I've set my king on Zion. And I immediately, when I read it, I just, I sang it. And then Annie was right there and she started singing it. And so for a couple of days, she was like, as for me, she was like going around the house. She's like, mom, what is that? And I'm like, I don't really know yet. I think it might be a song. And so um, we had kind of had that. And Nathan had been working on, do you want to like tell him that part? Oh, that that's that little guitar hook? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. So many songs. So many melodies. What song are we talking about? No, that's what it was. I remember uh, it was when Christy was just trying to figure out what the songs were, and I didn't really know how to help. So I'm kind of just chilling. But I remember one day just being in the studio and uh, being like, I just want to make pretty music. 
And so I kind of just made a track of like, what would it sound like if I was like taking a walk in the fall through a forest or something, through a park or something. So I wrote that little acoustic park. That's that intro that you hear. intro thing. And then I had put like some uh, leaf sounds and birds, you know, kind of in the, and so I created this whole vibe. So I call it a vibe track. Mm-hmm. It's just a vibe. It's not a song. It's just a vibe. And I played that vibe track. Yeah. See, I'm getting all sorts of good stuff. Man. I'm taking notes. I'm taking yeah. notes. Like, Here, babe, here's a vibe track. Here's a vibe track. Um, but he's texted it to me. And it's just fun to think about how those things like evolve because the birds became actually crackling fire. Um, and then we, yeah, we just, I played with that. And, and it was the exact, not to be cheesy, but it really was the exact melody of the verse and chorus that I already had. And then I was actually out at Lost Valley when I wrote that bridge that you're talking about. And I was just getting ready and there was like a storm happening. And I, you know, did, I did that um, whole bridge and I sang out like at the end, blessed is the one who takes refuge in your name. They belong to you, Jesus. They belong to you, Jesus. And this like huge thing of thunder, like shook our whole cabin. And I was like, Amen. Okay. (laughs) That's the bridge. (laughs) I was like, okay, I hear you. But yeah, it was just like actually so sweet kind of from beginning to end that song. But yeah, it's so powerful. I love it. Thank you. Um, Okay. There's so many I want to ask about, but I definitely want to mention um, there's a song towards the end of the album called Keep On. I have sent that to so many mom friends. That's probably the one I have sent the most. And it has literally become like my anthem of raising teenagers because it is just so encouraging and specific, feels very specific to just that task of like, you know, some of the lyrics are, um, keep on shining, doing good, good. even when 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 it's the hardest thing you've ever done, even when it feels like, is it nothing matters or nobody's watching? Even when no one's looking. Even when no one's looking. Yeah. Even when it's like the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah. Yes. And that like, there's a promise you will reap a harvest and it will carry you. Like it is just so encouraging. So talk Um, about kind of the birth of that song and what inspired those lyrics. Yeah. So, um, we were in the same place. Um, you, you guys know that lost Valley ranch has been like a sweet, just happy place for our family over the last like six or seven years and had a daughter that worked out there. But our very first year that we went out to the ranch, I was just sitting out uh, by the pool, just kind of reflecting, but I was thinking about the staff uh, there who are all like, you know, 18 to 25 year olds. And, um, I was kind of marveling at just like, their, um, their, you know, love for the the guests and just how they're like selflessly, um, you know, working hard. And, but as you and I know, they're exhausted behind the scenes. And I'm sure that just their, you know, any kind of word of encouragement is, is huge. And so we, you know, would definitely like try to learn their names, you know, they're all memorizing our names, but we would try to learn their names and like have little conversations with them. So I started that song, the verse of it, the very first summer. And then I literally I could show you on my phone, on my voice memos that every year I would go back. I even, I have like mostly there when I'm riding Amigo, the horse that I have also ridden all those seven years. Um, I'm like, you can hear Amigo like clip clopping and I'm singing lyrics to keep on, you know, I'm trying to like finish this song and I'm like, I've got to finish this song. And so one year we were out there uh, for a um, conference. We were leading for their staff for their February uh, winter conference. And we had the chorus and the bridge. bridge and we were leading worship one night and we just said, Hey, 
So we started this song for you guys. And of course, I just was like speaking into them and just encouraging them. I know you're weary. I know you're tired. But we want to say that what we see in you is like the life and the love and the light of God. And that is who is shining through you. And don't grow weary of doing good. You know, so we were just like, but we said, okay, someday you're probably going to hear this song on a, on a record because it's going to go on an album. But you can know this was started, you know, about you guys. And so we sang it over them. And I mean, it was just this moment. I mean, they were like, you know, kind of not like a dry eye in the room. It was just so precious to get to like, sing it over them and, you know, kind of say like, this isn't done. And it's okay sometimes when you don't have something that's finished, but like, I'm going to go ahead and just share this, you know? And then it really wasn't until we started doing the vocal for that song. I, I thought I had the verses written and we went in and Nathan really needed to turn it into the producer. And I mean, sorry, not the producer, the guy that's mixing the album and he was counting on it. And I start singing the verses and I'm like, on the mic, I'm like, nope, this isn't it. Like, it's not. And Nathan's like, Ooh, you know, talk about one of those tense moments, you know. He's like, what do you mean? What are you saying? You know, and I was just like, I need a day with the song. I, the verses aren't right. So back to the drawing board and um, went back inside. And then that was the moment where I felt like the Lord said, okay, you started this for Lost Valley. But these verses, you're, I'm opening it up to the rest of the world. And this is for everyone now. And so that what was so beautiful. It's just that like it now it kind of was like, okay, we just opened the door. And um, and when it was right, it was right. And I think the next day we recorded the the right verses and it just all came together. So that's kind of a lot of aspects of our process that I just said out loud. So. Yeah. Uh, if I'm you, Nathan, I'm be like, uh, let's just do this one just for <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I love you. What's yeah. for dinner? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. I think I have learned working with producing other artists. I just have to not be in a hurry. And some of the biggest songs I've ever been involved with have been just quick last minute. Hey, by the way, I have this one song and was throw it throw it in there at the last minute and so I'm always I don't know I've learned that lesson like yeah. I can't I can't be in a hurry and I just mm -hmm. I can't let the schedule dictate what the verses are I mean yeah. how ridiculous yeah. would that have been yeah that's so good okay last song I just want to mention really quick I know we're going, we're going over quick but on this okay okay quick one we have to because I am such an 80s fan like I love every yeah. 80s song ever and yeah. so when I saw that in your eyes was on there I'm like yes Ah, <laughs> we just like get it in writing that every album you guys do from here, yeah. on, we just always need an 80s cover. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would never problem with that. We oh could just do goodness. a whole album of 80s covers. That would be Seriously. amazing as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, just plant that seed. But talk about that song in particular, because I know it's really meaningful for you guys. Yeah. Well, we just, we really do think it's like one of the greatest songs ever recorded and we've loved it. I think it came out when I was 12. And so all through high school, college, we loved that song. In fact, I, um, when we first got married, he like Starbucks, uh, it was like more like when we were probably in our late twenties, but the Starbucks had this thing where you could buy this coffee cup and you could write on it and it would stay. And so I still have it. And it's like that line that says, um, I, I see the doorway. the doorway to a thousand churches in your eyes. And so we've always just kind of, it's been special to us, like in our relationship, but also it's just one that always makes me think of Jesus. And so even just like revelation, Jesus of like him coming back and like, just 
that kind of stuff. And so I don't know, like lately, like all through even the pandemic, it was just my song. And so we just were like, okay, we're just going for it. It's, and we did like a really long version of it. So yeah. part of the fun of it too, is we're not like on a, some big fat major label, like yeah. we're on our own label. So in the end, it's like kind of do whatever we want. <laughs> so we were just like, well, I don't know. It's, I want to do it. We did. Do it? Let's we do it. Did. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was, I love it. Yeah, it was really was so much fun. It's so good. It's one of my favorites for sure. All right. Well, first off, everybody listening, if you haven't, go, go listen, yeah, download, do so the share good. thing that Jenny was talking about. Share with everybody you know. So, but before we leave, Nathan, we got to throw Christy in this hot seat before, but now it's your turn. You're here. This is where your 25 years of wisdom just continue. Please help this to be like yep. my favorite color. No, no. no. <laughs> it All right. So there's three questions we like to ask and it's what's your favorite book? What's a habit that changed your life? And what advice would you give to the younger you? So what's a book that's changed your life? First? It's changed my life. The Change. Bible. Bible. I'm trying to look at what I'm reading right now. I'm listening to uh, Bono's book. That one. There it is. Nice. Is okay. it called Surrender? It's called Surrender. Oh. It's really looky there. Surrender. This has not changed my life, but it's really interesting. <laughs> I I listen to a lot of um, biographies, like mm. historical biographies. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have. So no, I don't have a book that changed my life. Okay. okay. I have books that change my perspective for that week. You know? <laughs> we all need I new perspective. You know? <laughs> it's like, hmm. All right, cool. Yes. What, what about you? This? What about you? Do you a have book a book that changed your life? Oh, definitely Abiding in Christ. Yeah, it was Andrew Murray. Andrew Murray. Yeah, yes. I could have answered that. That changed before, my life. Yeah. Sure. That's a I wrote a whole record out of that. Like, hey, what's a, what's a book that's changed her life? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're different. Yeah, yes. <laughs> here we are. So All right. So what's a habit that's changed your life? Uh, I know one, but go ahead. I'm not going to say. Yes, do it. Oh, yeah. See, see how well you guys know each other. Yeah. He made a habit early on when the kids were little that he shut off his studio at six o'clock every oh, yeah. night. Mm. And the producers in this town, that is not yeah, that's the norm no. at all. And it changed our lives. Yeah, it did. I remember being... And this isn't like, oh man, I really got together. I just remember when the kids were two and three and four years old, being really conscious of like, um, I just, I kept fast forwarding when Noah's going to be 13. I want him to be able to, you know, come into our room and be like, hey dad, can we, this is what I'm going through and blah, blah, blah. Even through those funky teenage years, I wanted to him to be locked into me and know that I was there. But I was like, okay, but that doesn't, I can't make withdrawals when he's 13, 14, 15, like I got to start laying the track like now when he's two and he's three and he's four, I need to be the, when he's sick at night, like it can't always be Christy helping him out. It can't always be Christy getting him out, getting him ready for school. And so, um, yeah. So what helped was like, okay, I'm nine to six. And I know I missed out on a lot of big records because I just, I remember this band saying, yeah, we want to make a record. We want to, get in this house we just want to live in the house and just live this record for like a month and just record <laughs> all day we'll just sleep there and just and i was just like i'm not your guy, not your guy. <laughs> probably would have been good money but i was like i just i can't do that that's, that's yeah. Not. yeah that's good i'm thankful and you still do that i still do that yeah. six o'clock i'm like okay 
<laughs> but I will say I, I hardly even take a lunch break. Like I start at nine, I'm grabbing something from the kitchen and then sitting down at my studio eating in about 36 seconds. And then I'm working again. <laughs> so. Yeah. And what uh, would you say to your younger self? What would I say to my younger self? Uh, I think, I think what I hear a lot of older people say in that it's just relax, just, it's going to be okay. Mm. Just slow down and relax. You know, and I think it's something I have to remind myself every day. It's going to be all right. And the most insurmountable thing I think is happening right now in our lives. We're going to get past it. But right on the other side of that insurmountable thing is another insurmountable thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of never going to stop. So I think for me, the idea of like, man, just I would tell my younger self, just be comfortable with it and just put your seatbelt on hold on to Jesus, hold on to Christy and just, just ride, man. It's all good. It's going to be okay. That's so good. Nice. Well, what would you guys together say if you were sitting across from the 21 year old, oh, Nathan and Christy, what advice would you <laughs> give Christy to them? Lots of stuff. Uh, oh, definitely that life is about seasons. And just when kind of what you said, is just like, just when you think you got something down and figured out, it's all going to change. And so I think I would tell ourselves like, like you just did almost just like, um, know that not everything that you're going through is going to last forever. There are those seasons of hardship. There usually is a season of consolation after that, you know, that the Lord is merciful, you know, your kids just being in the stages they are, it's like, they're just going to be in that stage for a little bit. And then it's going to be something different that you're navigating. And so don't freak out that like things aren't changing, things aren't shifting the way you want them to. But yeah, just settle into like the different seasons that God has and that every season really does serve to prepare you for the next. And so it's like a, it's like building blocks of your faith and like mm -hmm. your life together. So yeah, yeah seasons are good. just, it's important. Yeah. So good. I love well, it. you guys, you nailed it. This is, this is great. So we really did talk you, find you, all that fun stuff. ChristineOckles.com. We have a new website, which is really uh, beautiful. And you can even buy a CD on there. If you want a compact cool. disc for your car, you can buy one on my website. Cool. Um, yeah. And I have a podcast as well called The Glorious and the Mundane. And then this guy is putting out his own record later yeah. this spring or early summer, Whoa. an instrumental. And so oh. y'all be looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Will that also be on ChristineKnuckles.com or will that be on? Probably. There's going to be a NathanKnuckles.com, but you can it's find it on. News? Is this breaking news? Break, break that nice. here. No, it is on. If you look up my name on Spotify, there's one song. I have one song out. Anywhere so, you listen to music, you can find his Spotify. one song. It's called Seven. And then there'll be more, more yeah. to come. Well, it's funny because it's, you know, one song under your name, but like what? How many songs would you say in your life you've produced? Oh my gosh. Thousands, thousands. right? For sure. I mean, thousands. It's, yeah. it's kind of scary to think. We were thinking about the songs yeah. you and I have written. Yeah. And it would be hundreds. Hundreds, yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, one song with your name on Spotify, but, but thousands really? of songs. <laughs> yeah. You're there somewhere. Totally. Love it. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. This was such a blast. I'm so glad we finally made it happen. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate too. you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening today. We hope this episode was a blessing to you and we would love to hear from you. Take a minute to leave us a review on iTunes. Hit us up on our website, therhythmofus.com or come find us on social media. We love hearing how these conversations are speaking to you. Also, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the books and links mentioned in our show notes over at our website, therhythmofus.com. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We'll catch you next time on The Rhythm of Us.